Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Aloha friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast, and I just love doing these monthly episodes. If you're new to the podcast since the beginning of the year, the last Wednesday of the month has been an episode just me sharing highlights and some nuggets from each chapter of my book, Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. So you can go back and check the archives to find chapters 1 through 11, and now we've hit chapter 12. At the end of December, we'll be doing 13 and a wrap-up, and that will be the whole book. So I hope you've enjoyed these. I've gotten some great feedback from you all, and just appreciate your uh, encouragement to keep doing these. When I first started this podcast, I just wanted to do interviews because I was so nervous to talk on my own, but now I'm getting used to it. So thank you, thank you for all the kind words and support, and I'm so glad you've enjoyed these. And uh, I'm sure that I will plan something similar for my new book, Raising Amazing, coming out in February of 2023. Now, I want to thank you again for your ratings and reviews for this podcast. They mean so much to me. And even though it's hard to understand algorithms and all of that, um, they really do help get word out about this podcast. They help more listeners around the world find the podcast. So thank you. And if you haven't left one yet, it would mean so much to me if you just scroll down on your phone, find those five stars, tap on them. And you can also leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast. 
Okay, now we're going to jump into chapter 12 of Boy Mom. And this is one I know some of you have been waiting for. It's called Young Love, Relationships and Dating. So this was my attempt to encourage you as you're raising your son to have some intentionality around the topic of your son's growing up, to have relationships, to date, to prepare for marriage one day. Um, I open with a quote that I just love. It says, the rule goes like this. If you kiss someone, you should marry her and have kids with her. It's the right thing to do. And that was from Howard, age eight. (laughs) I just love that. Well, I will do what I always do and just begin with reading the opening to this chapter. So I say, a little boy sees his mom as the only woman in the world. Our sons love us deeply. And in their toddler and preschool days, many of them dream of marrying their mama even if just secretly. When my son Luke was just a toddler and his older brothers were away at preschool, we had a sweet daily routine of cuddling up at nap time to read some books and chat before he, and inevitably I, fell asleep. During one such snuggle session, the topic of marriage came up. Our family had been talking about marriage the day before, and this little guy still had it on his mind. He confessed that he didn't like the idea at all. We were both tired, and I didn't want to drag this conversation out, so I lightly assured him that marriage is a good thing, and that by the time he was grown up, he would be excited to find the right girl to marry. Finally, in an effort to put his mind at ease, Luke sat up in bed and announced his great idea. I know, Mom. When I get married, how about if you sleep in here with me... And he pointed down the hall toward my bedroom, the one my husband Dave and I share, and he said, my wife can sleep in there with daddy. I knew that would be a cause for good laughs down the road. I still think about sharing that at his wedding one day. Well, as funny as these conversations can be, thoughts of relationships and marriage can be uncomfortable for both little boys and their mothers. But hopefully, in a healthy state of mind, we all agree that one of our greatest dreams for our sons really is that they will one day fall in love with a wonderful woman, get married, and live happily ever after together. Yet the fact is, between now and then, a whole lot of things will happen. Your son will learn to relate to and appreciate the opposite sex. He will discover new feelings far more complex than the love he felt for his mother. He will have crushes, experience attraction, and wrestle with sexual desires. His body will change, his mind will change, and his interpersonal skills will, we hope, mature accordingly. He will fall in love and likely have his heart broken once or twice. It's all part of growing up. As moms, what is our role in all of this? Is there one right way to help our sons prepare for their future in this area of relationships and dating? Moms often ask what kind of rules we have set for our boys when it comes to dating. How about sex? Is there really any way to stop today's teenagers from experimenting? And what can we do to keep them safe? Well, since I have a biblical viewpoint on this topic, I believe we should teach our sons that God created sex for one man and one woman in a marriage relationship. To me, this is foundational. However, the subjects of relationships, dating, sex, and marriage are complex, and we should plan on having many conversations with our boys over the years, communicating clearly our expectations and values. Next, I go on to acknowledge that there are so many variables to consider here, just like all areas of parenting, but things like our kids' school experience, their social situation, their life goals, 
all of our sons will have a unique journey in this area. And so it's hard to get too specific on this topic, but there are some broad principles that I think we can apply as we equip our sons to navigate relationships and dating from a healthy perspective. So the next section I dive into is let's talk about sex and everything else. Definitely, um, one question a lot of moms have, especially when their kids are young, is when's the best time to have the talk with our kids? And I always respond to this by saying, I don't think having the talk is nearly as important as having many talks over time, really from the time your son is old enough to have questions, to notice his own private parts, and giggle or act embarrassed when his mom and dad kiss, he's probably ready for some conversations about the body and eventually sex. So there's so many different ways we can approach this, and every mom will have to find the way that's most comfortable for her. And I think if we're honest, most of us aren't comfortable talking about this stuff at all. But I say here, do it anyway. This is one of those things I'm like, fake it till you make it. Sometimes you just have to pretend that you're comfortable with it. And then over time, hopefully you will get more comfortable talking about things. Now in our family, we have used a series of books that uh, I will link to in the show notes called God's Design for Sex. And this has different age ranges. So you can start when they're real little by just introducing real basic principles of, of men and women and the body. And then as they get older, the topics get more complex. And then eventually there's books that the kids can just read to themselves on their own. Now, there's no doubt that a lot of us women would like this to be something that our husbands talk to the boys about, um, that the dads kind of take on. And that's great. And if your husband does, then I think that's super. I think we as moms should still be comfortable, you know, being a part of that conversation. Um, But if your husband doesn't do this, if he's not leading in this way, I just encourage you to not get hung up on that and go ahead and talk anyways. I say it's really whoever is the most comfortable talking about this stuff should just do it. And in our family, I'm just the talker. I bring things up. I'm the one that kind of just goes there. And so my husband has definitely joined in, but I've been the one to bring this up often. So don't worry about it if that is the situation in your family and in your marriage. Now in the chapter, I get into a little more specific examples of some of the ways I bring things up, um, bringing up topics that I know the boys are probably curious about, but they would probably not bring up on their own. So I've opened conversations by saying things like, I'll bet you're wondering. And then I bring up a topic and they might be like, no, I'm not wondering about that at all. But I know eventually they will be. And the more I use those words, I bet you're wondering, like I remember being your age, I was curious, then they're more likely to come to you and say, I'm actually wondering about this, or I have a question about that. So again, having open conversations is really key. Okay, the next section is called to date or not to date. Is that really the question? And I know so many parents are just trying to figure out what their rules are. What are the guidelines they want to give to their kids as they kind of enter those tween years? And maybe some of their friends are starting to have little girl relationships and they know they're going to be teenagers soon. Are we going to let our kids date? What age? All that. And I will be the first to admit here and in the book that we didn't really have rules about this sort of thing. We had some definite principles, um, biblical principles for how boys should relate to girls, talk about girls, interact with girls. We talked about saving sex for marriage. We talked about um, guarding their eyes and their hearts, but we never set out any rules related to dating, but kind of on their own, my boys steered away from dating in their teenage years. 
Now, my oldest son definitely led the charge in this because um, he's just a really practical, logical guy. He's also great at like self-control. Delayed gratification is one of his great strengths. And so he would just say things like, well, I don't see the point in dating when I'm in high school. Like I'm planning, he was planning to go away for college. He's like, it's not like I'm going to get married when I'm a teenager. So why would I even waste time dating? I'd rather just have friendships. And I know there's a lot of factors that affected this. I have four sons there. We live out in the country. They spend most of their time together and with the family. We don't have like neighbor kids that are easy access and, um, and they don't go to school. And so they're not mixing it up with girls all the time. Now, granted, they were really involved in the youth group. They had a lot of friends. They did a lot of group things. Uh, they surfed and surfed competitively. And so they interacted with girls through the surfing world. But for the most part, they just kind of didn't consider dating an option. Now, I still have a 12-year-old. I don't know what his story will be, but that's how my older boys approached the idea of dating. And they all looked forward to those years after high school where they would feel more ready, maybe through college or different things, I'm hoping to meet a girl that they would be interested in. I share here about a conversation back and forth, actually via text messaging with one of my friends, somebody that was a real influence on me back in my Oregon days before I moved to Hawaii. So this is over 21 years ago, but she was one of my friends that had kids a little bit older than mine. And I reached out to her as I was working on this chapter because I knew that she had some thoughts and she had raised her kids and they had all done really well. So I asked her like, what were your rules for dating? And I share here that she said, oh, there were no rules. They just chose not to date during their high school years. She said, of course, we talked about everything. And if they wanted to date, I think they would have talked to us about it. From my perspective, my friend Melissa said, I think that creating a healthy family environment and stressing academics and athletics kept them on a strong and healthy track, which guarded their hearts from the inevitable pain relationships can bring at a young age. She says, my boy's standards were so high that they really didn't find anyone they were attracted to in terms of quality of spirit. Wow, I love that. So she had some boys who had high standards, who she was intentional about raising them to have those high standards. So I asked her to keep going. I was like, I, I need to hear more. And Melissa went on to say, they never came to us and said, I'd like to date this person. However, they did go to dances. They were involved in their high school activities, but they were always just a one date thing, one date for each event. Um, she said they were busy. They had practice. They were real involved in sports. I know they had tournaments, games, academics. They were involved in young life and all of that. And then Melissa went on to say, with the girls they did enjoy spending time with on a friendship basis, it was based on their personality and character versus what they looked like or their social desirability in the class. For example, the girl considered most attractive in school really wanted to date one of my boys, she said, but he didn't want any part of it. They were not drawn by the drama. It repelled them. And I believe that is a heart issue that is established when they're young. So I just loved everything my friend Melissa shared with me, and it really, again, resonated with where I was at with my boys at that time. But in this chapter, I do go on to talk about group dates and friendships and how, you know, there's definitely more than one way to approach this. I do know some couples who have been married for years and years, and they met in high school and started dating and had great standards. They had accountability, and it went really well, and they ended up married and are living happily ever after. And that's awesome. I love that. In fact, I'm kind of concerned about how long so many young people wait to get married these days, and I think that young love can be amazing, done right, 
right? Um, But here I talk about group dates and friendships and just the importance of being around the right people. If you have good friends in your life, some of those influences are going to be really key in kind of shaping what you're most interested in, the kind of girls that you're attracted to, and all the rest. So I have a section here called When He's Ready, and I say, if your son does want to date in high school, I encourage you to run some questions by him to help decide if he's ready. And I have a free um, printable download that I'll put in show notes, but it's a short list of questions that you can ask your son that will give you a good indication of his dating readiness. And I think these are super helpful. They're helpful for you, but they're also helpful for him. I think when he thinks through these questions, it'll help him go, wow, am I really ready? Am I mature enough? Am I at a place in life where I'm ready to take this dating thing on? And I just encourage you to talk through some scenarios with your son. Talk about how he might handle it if a certain situation comes up and just bring things up even when they're uncomfortable so that they're out in the open and you can have these conversations. Remember, you're there to coach him to mentor him. Um, If he's a teenager, it's a different relationship than when he was little, but he still needs your input in his life. So I do encourage you, if your son is dating, to set some clear boundaries, to talk about it, hopefully to find somebody outside of mom and dad who might be a mentor, who might have some accountability with him. But these are all things that we must talk to our kids about as they grow up. Don't just turn your head and assume everything's okay. You remember what it was like to be a teenager. There's a lot of temptations. It's a challenging thing, especially with so many social pressures. So I encourage you to talk about things even when it's not easy. friends, have you traveled to the Holy Land before? Well, I have not, but I hope to go one day. But I am excited to tell you about this episode's sponsor, the Artsa Box, that is kind of as close as I get to going to the Holy Land right now. The Artsa Box is a quarterly subscription box that follows in the footsteps of Jesus, delivering the best artisanal food, crafts, and content from across the Holy Land straight to your doorstep. Now, every box supports small, local Israeli businesses and charities, and they're so much fun because each box is unique. They each come from a different region. And when you open it, you get to learn. There's usually a recipe. There's yummy treats that my kids love and pretty things to put around our house to remind us to pray for Jerusalem and to learn more about the places that Jesus walked and we hope to visit one day. These make a great gift. There are people in your life that would love the Arts Box. So be sure to use my link in show notes and then get 25% off using the code BOYMOM25. That's right, 25% off. Use code BOYMOM25 and my link will be in show notes. I hope you love them. Let me know if you get one. I want to hear all about it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Back to today's show. Next, I have a section called Raising a Gentleman, and I think it's important to just realize that there's not a lot of focus these days on boys being gentlemen, and I know there's so many different conversations going on in our culture. When I wrote this, the whole Me Too movement was kind of a big thing, and I think that it's so important that we keep returning to biblical values, to what does a man look like in God's view? How can we raise a young man who knows how to treat a woman right and who doesn't buckle under social pressures? Your son's worldview, including his attitudes and convictions about valuing and honoring women, begins to develop when he's young. 
And so uh, I mentioned here that this really does bring us back to our chapter on influence. If your son is around men who speak about women in a way that's disrespectful or inappropriate, that's probably going to rub off on him in one way or another. If he's hanging out with friends who are in relationships or you know don't have a good, healthy, biblical view of uh, women and sex and marriage, then just know that these things are going to affect your son. So influence is huge, and I encourage you to be really intentional about the way um, you and others in his life speak about marriage, about dating, and about sex. And and again, ask questions. You want to hear what he's thinking. Ask him what his friends are doing. Ask questions so that it's a two-way dialogue, but also don't hesitate to talk to him about what God's Word says and about what it looks like to have healthy biblical views of women and marriage and what that looks like for the long haul. One thing I'm really grateful for is just that my husband has modeled really well. I'm I'm so thankful that he's been disciplined, I think probably since he was a boy, but really to guard his eyes. And he never makes crude jokes or says anything inappropriate or off color about women or sex or anything else. And I think this has definitely been a blessing and a bonus as my kids have grown up. But I share a story in here that really made me realize like, wow, they, they do have sweet hearts in this area, and I do give my husband so much credit, but I told the story of being in the car, and they had a friend with them, and he just kind of blurted out, you know, we're, we're in Hawaii. There's a lot of girls walking around with very little clothes on, but this boy said something about a girl being hot, um, and he wasn't embarrassed. I mean, he, he said it really comfortably, like it was no big deal. It's something I'm sure kids at school say, you know, some families use that term and, and that's probably not the biggest deal, but it's not a word that my boys ever use or that my husband uses. So I kind of held my breath to see what their reaction would be with mom driving the car and the boys all in the back. But one of my boys quietly said, um, it's not cool to call a girl hot. It sounds disrespectful. And uh, the conversation then kind of shifted and they got onto a new topic. And I know my son wasn't trying to shame this kid or, you know, act like he was too good, but he was kind of calling him out like, dude, we don't talk like that. So that warmed my heart. I was like, right on. I'm so glad they, and I've never taught them to say that, um, to respond that way, but that was just his natural response is no, we just don't do that. So I love that. And it was, again, I think just kind of the fruit of being raised by a dad who has really uh, guarded his own heart and always spoken respectfully around our boys. So that's just not language that they're used to hearing. And this leads us right into a section called Model Well, which is, again, just emphasizing the influence we do have on our kids. I think so often we think, especially once they're in their tween and teenage years, and if they go away to school, we kind of think, okay, well... Let's hope they make some good choices, but I do believe we have great opportunities to influence our to influence our kids in the choices they're making. And if you're married, then you have a chance to inspire your kids by your own marriage. Truly, knowing that my kids are watching me has made an impact on the way I greet my husband when he walks in the door, the way I talk to him. I think, oh, little eyes are watching. And I don't always do great at this, you guys. I'm very human. But I think I want my boys to have a view of marriage where they're looking forward to a happy marriage, where they imagine that they're going to have a best friend, that they're going to have love and romance and all of the things 
Now, we we aren't phony about it. We live together every day. <laughs> there's hard days. There's good days. We're tired. But I do try to be more intentional just knowing that my boys are watching. And I, I say here, too, if you are a divorced parent, then how you speak about marriage and your son's future marriage can be still just as important. You can still do your best to speak positively of marriage, even if you've had a bad experience. And it's important to consider how you treat or speak of your ex-husband or other men. And I know this can be hard. I have friends who have been through really ugly divorces and they have such, um, you know, hard feelings and, and memories. And yet I think it is so important for the shaping of your kids' minds and hearts and view of marriage for us to be really intentional and careful about how we talk about marriage. Um, I return here to my friend, Melissa, who I had the text exchange with, cause I love this part of the end of our conversation. Um, I asked her about her own marriage. I know she has a really great marriage. She has an awesome husband and, um, I loved what she said about how her own marriage affected her kids. She said, I believe our example, she and her husband, set a tone and gave our kids a perspective, something to aim for and something that was attractive to them at a deep level. My husband and I love each other well. We are good friends. I remember reading a study, she said, that said what a high school student wants more than anything is for their mom and dad to just like each other. Can you imagine that? She said, they just want their parents to like each other. Wow. That's a huge, huge um, thing to consider. Do we show our kids that we like their dads, that we like being married to them? Are we setting that as an example? That has definitely given me some things to think about and to work on. And so hopefully that can inspire all of us to consider how well we are modeling to our kids, whether we're married or not. Okay, friends, I'm keeping this one a little bit shorter. There's a lot more little details and stories I could share, but hopefully you can get the book, get your hands on chapter 12 of Boy Mom and um, read more in there. There's reflection questions. And again, there is a printable with these questions that you can ask your son. It's called Before He Asks Her Out. And it's a short set of questions to pose to your son when he expresses interest in dating. Now, I do want to reiterate that I don't think there's a formula for dating or unfortunately many things in parenting. And really this is such a heart issue like so many things. And so I just encourage you to continue to have great conversations with your kids. Um, every child's growing up years are going to look a little bit different, but I think that as long as you're pointing them to biblical principles and having good open conversations, you are headed in the right direction. There's pros and cons to a lot of different ways we can do things, but keep your eyes on the most important thing and the rest of it will probably work out just fine. I'm going to um, also in the show notes share a couple resources that have come out since Boy Mom was written that I really appreciate that can kind of help you as you parent your kids through this season of their teenage years and dating. So I'll be sharing those over in the show notes. And now before we close, I would love to say a prayer for you and your son's and daughters on this topic. So if you join me, Lord Jesus, 
We just thank you so much for the opportunity to raise these kids from the time they're little and the little boys have eyes for mommy only until they're ready to launch and so many things have to happen. And God, as parents, we just pray for wisdom. We ask for you to come alongside us, to give us your Holy Spirit, to guide us, give us discernment, give us insight into things going on and help us to have the important conversations with our kids. God, thank you for all the great resources out there. Thank you for uh, good examples and good role models. And we do pray protection over our sons and our daughters, over their hearts, over their desires. I pray that our kids would have hearts that just desire to honor you and to live lives of no regret. So God, be with our kids. It's a tough world out there. Give them lots of grace. Give them lots of strength. Give them a vision for a future that um, they will have one day with a spouse, hopefully with kids, just living a life uh, that is just blessed and free from baggage. So God, help us to parent well. Give us peace. Help us to know even how to pray, Lord. And just thank you for all the women listening and the families they represent. Bless them this week. Bless them in the season they're in. And again, give them strength to do their job well to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, friends, thanks so much for being here. If you have follow-up questions or anything else, maybe a topic related to this that you would like me to cover in a future episode, feel free to leave that. Um, you can leave it over in the show notes or you can email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. All right, thanks so much for being here. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your week and until next time, aloha. Aloha.